This is Jeremy Renta. And this is Amy Solara. And you have discovered Mantra and Magic. A podcast where Eastern philosophy meets Western magical practice. Well, hi, everybody. So glad that uh, you could join us on this energy report for, I mean, personally, my favorite time of year, uh, leap for <laughs> season. We're about to dive into it tomorrow. The 21st is, uh, September 21st is tomorrow, Monday. And uh, aside from the fact that everything smells like cinnamon and pumpkins, uh, my birthday is like in mm-hmm. two weeks and I'm stoked. What, I'm stoked. What? what, what? I'm stoked about being 42. We're back around to another six in my in my life so that's great it's the most wonderful time of the year yeah for the I next do love six autumn. months <laughs> i love autumn autumn is my favorite i've redecorated my water bottle with stickers that look like autumn exploded on it oh good <laughs> all the fall leaves and pumpkin spice pictures <laughs> It feels the it feels like the most balanced. I mean, Libra the 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 symbols for Libra itself are are just. It's so odd to me that Aries is the other side, <laughs> like a ram and some scales. Like those are the the diametrically opposed things that are going well, on there. Energetically, right? So this is the season of complete balance. Like mm-hmm. tomorrow is. The, the halfway marker. And actually, I think this year it's actually on the 22nd, not the it 21st, is, yeah. it um, is. astronomically. Um, Pagan-wise, it's usually just the 21st of September is Mabon, um, which is a harvest holiday. But in terms of the equinox, it's the exact amount, right, of light and dark, mm-hmm. day and night, um, balance between the two. And and finding that balance before we go into this period of darkness so that we can carry the light through that season. And, and it's also the acceptance of life and death, which a lot of people don't want to get into because, um, right after Libra Scorpio, which is like, Oh, Hey death, what up? (laughs) Um, and we see all the leaves turning. We're like, Oh, that's so beautiful. And the trees are like, yeah, I'm about to die. I'm dying. I'm literally dying. Glad you enjoy my foliage. Yeah. I mean, it's also the the scales for Libra were about like splitting up the harvest, right? It's like making sure that everybody has their portion, making sure that everybody's taken care of, that that it's fair and balanced. You know, mm-hmm. let's make sure that we all, let's, let's all work together right now so that we can make it through another winter because, yeah. you know, we, we think of winter now as being like, we talked about this for the energy report last month of just like putting on weight and getting, you know, getting super comfy. Um, <laughs> But, you know, at one point in our history, at multiple points in our history, uh, if it was cold outside and you didn't have four walls, you were going to freeze to death. Yeah. You had to be really mindful of it and very good at being a squirrel and hiding away all of your food. But I think in in terms of the Libra and Aries, um, Aries is all about the self and Libra is all about the community, um, the self in relationship to right. other. Yeah. 
And sometimes it gets out of balance and becomes all about the other. And I think that's why Aries and Libra balance themselves because it's other and self Mm -hmm. in that relationship of how do you hold that identity of who you are and independence and interact with other people in a way that serves everyone, including yourself. Yeah. And that's something that I've definitely struggled with. You know, I've, we had, I mentioned many, many podcasts ago about the whole uh, kind of being an epiphany to me of like, one is in light and one is in shadow. Like I have, I do struggle with uh, being completely independent. Right. So like Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I can, I'm charming as fuck. People love me. It's just like, it's just, it's like, it's one of the perks. Like I was talking to a buddy of mine today and uh, he was just saying the nicest thing is my buddy, Ryan, whose uh, wedding I performed two months before I performed yours and Anton's last year. <laughs> and he was just like, you know, I, I, I was talking to him about interviews because I've been lining up a lot of interviews to talk to people uh, for potential jobs. And he's like, dude, you don't have to worry about people liking you. You're just like, you walk into a room and you're, you know, you bring a presence that people don't see. And he's like, and Lindsay was on the call with me. And he was like, Lindsay, you know what I'm talking about. And she was like, yeah, exactly. Like, it's just like, he's a joyful person to be around. So when it comes to that, it is, I feel like a lot of times I do express for other people for me to be comfortable that make sure that other people are comfortable. But when it comes to me standing in my strength, like I noticed this too, even when I came and, and moved in with you and Anton, it was like, you know, you guys love me for a reason. And then when I got there, I felt like I lost a lot of my sense of who I was because I was like, well, I think people like me because I'm, I'm nice or because I clean, do the dishes or because of whatever else and who, who I am gets completely lost in me trying to figure out who it is that I think other people want me to be, which is definitely, that, yeah, that's definitely that a downfall of Libra. Yeah. It's one of the yeah. things I think that's the one of the worst, like the, the flakiness, whatever, everybody's flaky, but like, you know, not the knowing who you are is problematic. See. Yeah. For sure. When I'm doing readings for people, the three things I always see is is one is that is um, defining the self based off of other people's opinions and statements, which is mm-hmm. not truth. It's right. their perceptions and their projections. And you have to figure out what you I mean, again, ruled by Venus, figure out what your values are, figure out what your priorities are, figure out what your desires are. Mm-hmm. And step away from defining yourself by others. And then the second thing, a lot of Libras or people with um, uh, a large amount of Libra in their chart will tend to fall prey to is not feeling emotionally secure or balanced until everyone else is. Right. And that is so detrimental because it's impossible to make everybody happy unless you make yourself unhappy. Mm-hmm. And so – it, it, you have to flip that thought on its head and just say, screw it. I'm going to pursue what I want to pursue. And then the third thing is, is what you mentioned, indecisiveness. Because, again, it's the scales. You're, you see all sides and therefore you're constantly weighing all sides. And then it takes a long time to step into action, mm-hmm. even though it's a, it's a sign that should right? It's a cardinal sign. So in its highest expression and its most evolved state, Libra, boom, knows truth instantly, knows where the alignment is or where it's off and can make the decision just 
like blindingly fast, Mm -hmm. but you have to do so much work to get to that point usually because most people are like, well, what do you, what do you want to do? No, where do you want to go to eat? Oh, oh, should we make the bed or should we leave it kind of tussled? (laughs) (laughs) And everybody else is like, make a choice. Like we're going to be over here eating. You guys figure out what you the hell what you you're going to do. Yeah. And and I've seen some Libras who are so strong in their personality, and they threaten other people mm-hmm. because other people are like, "Whoa, I didn't, I didn't know that energy could exist." Because at its highest expression, Libra is the Justice card in the Tarot. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. knowing your truth so solidly that there is no question. Yeah, it's, it's just black and white intuition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pure intuition and the trust. It's that clear cognizance of, I don't need an explanation. I don't need proof. I just know. And I think this also comes back to where, like what it correlates to in the body. It's the kidneys, right? So it's also mm-hmm. anything that is in that area, which is close to our gut. So mm-hmm. I, Libras struggle a lot when it comes to like getting bogged down in our, in our shit, you know, a lot of the times <laughs> as well, because if you are, if you're either like, super hyperactive or you're just like super drugged down that can definitely be affected by the, the foods that you're consuming. And that's also going to affect what your intuition is telling you to do. Right. It's so the bladder too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they all rule weird things, but cancer rules the stomach. Uh, mm-hmm. Leo rules the heart. Virgo rules the intestines and Libra rules the bladder. It's technically kidneys, but those things are connected. Yeah, they yeah. are completely connected. But when you uh, think about it, it's it's the detox systems that have to do with hydration and water. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so how how are things flowing? But also kidneys are, are the balancing point, right? There's two of them. And so they lead to this one point of there is no question. Like if you have right. to pee, you know you have to pee. Yeah, it's just it's black and white. It's, it's one like or the other. instant, you know. And I think with um, with this season, so like a lot of times with Mab and people get really caught up in the the Celtic overtones of the holiday, and that's where the name comes from. And it's it is a really beautiful holiday in and of itself, but I rarely practice it the way that it was um, originally created because I don't live in a place where the seasons change. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I haven't for the majority of my life. It's like, why are we celebrating cold? Because it's 95 degrees outside right now. (laughs) So, um, the, the original holiday would be like apple orchards and Avalon and all that kind of, um, British folklore that goes with it. But when we look at it just as an equinox, just as a, a solar, holy day there's cultures all throughout the world who recognize it as a super significant time of marking the change of the energy on the planet and in the solar system of like okay we're moving to a different part of us of our journey around the sun and what are we going to do with that energy during this last quarter essentially this last section where we're going from light into dark until we go to dark into light again mm-hmm. and Libra clear intuition is able to show you like, okay, these are the things that are not serving that have to be released in order to move forward. And we just passed yeah. new moon. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I was just going to say, there's not a debate. 
It's just, yeah. it, it is, mm-hmm. you know, just and past new moon. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> just past new moon where we, you're still able to set intentions. If you didn't celebrate new moon ceremony and you're listening to this and you're like, I missed it. The moon is still really new. It's barely a crescent. It's like a baby crescent. (laughs) I looked up into the sky as I was watering our garden tonight and it's like, Oh, look at the sweet moon. It's so new. And that energy is still there. And especially with it being so close to the equinox, it's palpable right now where you can feel this ability to, to tap in to the balance of energies as we move into the astrological sign of balance. Like when we look at all the air signs, Gemini is the twin. So you get duality and polarity there as well. Mm -hmm. And then Aquarius is the water bearer, which means that they're just like the crazy ones who do things different because it's an air sign with water in it. (laughs) Well, it's the higher, it's the higher vibration of it because air and air is the container for water, at least in some of the magical tradition stuff that I've read. So it's like... Uh you know, rain can't have a place to fall if it doesn't have air to fall through. Oh, that's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. I've always seen it. Um, I mean, but I, with Deborah, it's the Aquarius, um, just can't be a normal. So they have to (laughs) tap into something else, but they're also tapped into the collective unconscious, which is really what it is that that water is there to symbolize that this, type of air, this type of mind, this type of intellect is able Mm -hmm. to tap into something much deeper and much more broad than um, what the other air does when it's scattered. So Gemini likes to go in two different directions at the same time, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe like 25 different directions at the same time. Whereas Libra gets focused on trying to weigh out everything. And with all three of those, when air is in its lowest unhappy state it's confused Mm -hmm. when water is in its lowest unhappy state it's um very whiny no whiny is the right word when (laughs) when earth is very in its low state it complains Mm -hmm. just complains and when fire is in its low state it just yells at you Mm -hmm. it blows up so all four of those expressions within the zodiac with libra the confusion comes from, is this the right choice? Is this the right choice? Is this right? Is this the right choice? Is there another choice? Is there another option I can pro con list with? Because mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I'm confused. And Gemini gets confused because they just try to do too many things. And Aquarius gets confused because they don't know why humans are so stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, when you look at all of them. I mean, you could almost go to say that it's because they're slightly contrarian. Like... <laughs> As you and I both know, having Aquarius partners. <laughs> well, they just don't take anybody else's direction at face value. They have to question it. It's their nature. And then it's good because it gives them really valid reasons that they can then explain to other people that help elevate the collective conscious. Right. Because Well, they're, they're the outliers. That's the, the great yeah. thing about Aquarius. I know we're kind of jumping to another sign, but like – I. As a as a Libran, I try to see all sides of, of something that you understand. And then I might mm-hmm. think of some things outside of the box. Having a conversation 
with Lindsay. <laughs> it's like it is all outside of the box. I'm like, can we put some of these things in the box? Like, let's have <laughs> let's have at least an organized uh, pack of things. Which is why she is. I mean, she and she knows what her strengths are too. Like, she's great at organizing. She's great at listing things. That's out. all her you know, Capricorn. She, that's entirely right. Capricorn, though. Yeah, but she's like, and that's. I mean, she's it's a helpful. Capstellian baby. That. When there's like, so for anybody listening who doesn't know about of people who are being really heavily affected right now, not just because of what the world is being affected by, but because you have so many planets in Capricorn. That's mm-hmm. something we talked a little bit about with Colin. Um, these Capstellium kids had at least three or more planets in Capricorn at the moment that they were born. And she's got six. Mm-hmm. So she's she's not really that aquarium. She's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Try to tell her that. <laughs> yeah. So well, exactly right. You can't tell an Aquarius anything. Um, they have to tell you because they're here to tell us new things and to shift the paradigm. Mm-hmm. But Libra is there to make peace with it all. Gemini's there to just read about it. Gemini is the, there to, to talk about it in circles over and over again. <laughs> again, my, my buddy Ryan, he's, an, he's a Gemini. And it's interesting, having, it's interesting having a conversation with him and then having a conversation with Lindsay because he can cover 25 things in a, you know, a, a two-hour, in a two-minute conversation. And I was, I, was like, there, I was talking to Lindsay tonight after I got off the phone with him. I was like, the difference is here's the two hour chunk. And I had my hands out. I was like, he, uh, Ryan and I can have a conversation that covers, you know, four months in a two hour conversation. I was like, your conversation will probably contain like three topics. <laughs> it's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna cover a, a it's gonna cover the same amount of time, but it's going to cover about the same three topics. So, well, yeah, like when you look at, at all the elements, if you are really strong in, in embodying air, you can talk about nothing for hours and you can talk about everything in a minute yeah and and you can have both air is is being able to hold all of those possibilities but which is one of the cool things that you yeah yeah which is the thing that i find (laughs) goes away (laughs) i find fascinating the more that i've been doing deborah's class too about like where that shows up for me you know Mm -hmm. like having having a uh having three planets in water, it's like, there is some stuff that I don't talk about with myself as well. And it's stuff that I'm aware of mm-hmm. that it's just like, we're, let's just put that off. Let's not discuss that. It doesn't need to be like, that's in the depths, right? We're going to keep that down there. Let's not go rooting it up. And that's, that's the work of having Pluto on the sun is being willing to, to really plummet the depths and go into the pain body and mm-hmm. all of that joyful side of death and transformation um but with i mean that that goes back to the season right now and you embody it on a lot of levels of being willing to talk about all sides is not easy but when libra can master uh speaking truth then you can speak truth to things that other people cannot voice or describe Mm-hmm. So someone maybe with like a moon in Libra is able to speak to emotions that other people can't even witness. Like they're, they're able to put words to something that feels um, indescribable and yet they're, they're finding the ways of describing it. If somebody has, um, has Libra rising sign, 
life is their soul trying to come in with balance and harmony and beauty and embracing um, everybody as they are and accepting and loving them as they are and not trying to make them happy, not trying to fix things, not trying to balance them, but just witnessing them and following their own truth and their own divine alignment. Mm-hmm. Somebody's got sun in Libra. Well, then we already described that, but it's this season is a time to both reevaluate yourself. So literally finding the values your core values. This is something I always do in life coaching. You, you give people this list. It's like, uh, like a hundred word list and it's got all of these things. It could be something that you value, whether it's, um, being punctual or being ver- um, very witty or being, um, very physically strong, like all sorts of things. And you have them circle all the words that they resonate with. And then you have it get it, have them get down to 15 if they circled a lot and then get down to 10 and then down to five and then finally down to three. And those are their core values that they cannot live with anything outside of that. Mm-hmm. What are you zipping and unzipping? A backpack. <laughs> <laughs> um, so being able to to find those values this season helps get you through the season of darkness. Yeah. So, because then you have something to align yourself to. So if you, if you decide that you're going to go the Moulin Rouge route and do, um, beauty, truth, and love, (laughs) the greatest of these is love, um, which is very Libra, very Venusian, right? Beauty, truth, and love. I don't know if you can describe Libra any better. Freedom, um, beauty, truth, and love, actually. Say <laughs> so that's the Aquarian in you. But um, yeah, the, you find those values. And then if something doesn't align with those values, then it has to either be uh, not that you have to let it go, but you have to see like how much energy it's really taking up in your day. And it might be time to try not to engage with it for a little while. Well, yeah. So once whether, you've started to figure out what your non-negotiables are, like you start to realize yeah. how much, how much bullshit you've been tolerating or dealing with. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And like what we talked about with Kevin a couple weeks ago of it, it's not about tolerating. It's mm-hmm. about accepting because accepting means I see you where you're at and I know that you want to reach your highest potential and I support you in that endeavor, whatever that looks like clearly you're not there yet, (laughs) but I'm not, it's not like being like, okay, yeah, keep doing that. Sure. Whatever. Because that's tolerating and that's not comfortable and that's not encouraging the person to change. And, Mm -hmm. and so Libra at the low road tolerates everything until they explode Mm -hmm. where you're like, sure, sure, sure. I hate you. Hey, how do you, how do you know me so well? (laughs) I did live with you for a year. Um, <laughs> all of a sudden, you're like, "That's not okay." It's like, "Oh, you could have said so, so what, earlier." You know, it's... what's this really about? <laughs> That's always the question with Libras. What's this really about? And then, of course, you have to look at like where the where the sun falls in the chart to get the the rest of the flavor. But for the season, for the overall energy of experiencing it, so whether you're going 
through a progressed moon of Libra or you're going through a progressed sun of Libra, which lasts a much longer period, it's 30 years, um, you're going to feel the need to create beauty and balance and harmony outside of your physical self mm-hmm. extensively. And, and you'll feel very particular about it. Like a lot of the people who are going through a progressed moon in Libra will feel the urge to color coordinate their closet. They'll feel the urge to get more um, invested in their decor in their house and they will pick up more often because it feels cluttered and they don't want to feel cluttered. I know some people who went like full Marie Kondo during that time because they couldn't stand anything that wasn't aesthetically pleasing. And then there's other people who swing the pendulum all the way around and they're like, ignore it completely because it feels overwhelming to Mm -hmm. do stuff like that because they don't have a whole lot of earth. Mm -hmm. So they don't have the practical side that's willing to sit down and organize, um, which is fascinating to witness because like then they feel like their energy is so scattered and it's everywhere and they can't contain it because they refuse to ground it in the actual task of hard work that comes with creating orderly space a lot especially if you've got a lot of crap all over the place. it really is that is also true that was my homework for uh for deborah's class for last week is to clean, clean the house <laughs> of course it was mine was to um add more fire the first round and then add more water the next because i went so overboard on fire you don't do things half-assed I don't. I'm a go big or go big. It's not even a go big or go home. It's just go. Like we have we have two options here. Yeah. Yeah, two options. How how Jupiter can we get? <laughs> um, so yeah, finding balance for both of us has mm-hmm. has been something. But I also I have Mercury in Libra, so my mind engages with that energy twenty four seven. It's mm-hmm. like a hamster mm-hmm. on two different wheels. At the same time, you gotta keep this going. Gotta keep this going on one end and its front feet on another. (laughs) And when when we're looking at at how to engage with it, I feel like we look at the justice card as as the high road and the clarity, and then the temperance card as the action. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, when you look at temperance, what do you see? Well, I mean, it's usually a stork, but that's because I use the Wild Unknown deck. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, okay, that's, for me, that's the, the the background. It's the fire and water blending. Well, I was going to say, it's or, the, if you, especially if you're using the old school deck, it's a woman holding two pitchers, or uh, I think it's a, two pitchers, yeah, and she's dumping them into a cauldron, and then there are the heads of each of the uh, animals that represent earth, wind, fire, and water around her so you know it's like in the original rider weight it's an angel pouring a cup of water from its lower hand into its upper hand Mm. with one foot on water and one foot on land Mm -hmm. so it's um it's still the idea of impossibilities and magic and it's also the idea of blending things that should not theoretically go together well, or it's the possibility of manifesting something through uh, hard work and dedication and giving up things that 
that don't need to be in the pot of stew, right? It's like, what's going to make this stew the best it could possibly be? Hello. Now are you there? Is it just me? It says that it's still recording. It says an hour and one minute and 40 seconds. Did your phone die? Is this thing um, just... There you are. Constant okay. theme of balancing. This constant yeah. theme of having to take what should not go together and harmonize mm -hmm. them. I didn't hear I didn't so hear I any like of that, by the, the way. Evolution. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you, you dropped out there for about 15 <laughs> seconds, and I'm like, I guess I'm just sitting here recording by myself. All right, cool. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we'll this has to... been great. <laughs> <laughs> no it's it so what i was saying for you not for everybody else listening <laughs> so the temperance is the balancing and harmonizing of impossible mm -hmm. oppositions so it's the evolution of the justice card because mm -hmm. the justice card is finding your truth so you don't have to weigh out the balancing anymore mm -hmm. and then temperance is realizing that like oh you have to balance now what is your truth with what everything else around you that it's not and how do you find harmony in yourself so that you don't have to try and create it outside of yourself? how do you see the forest for the trees <laughs> yeah yep yeah. and being able to to evolve into a space of energetic working where you are holding the tools and using them in ways that they never thought were possible <laughs> and, and being in that divine space of yourself as spirit guide, yourself as spiritual authority. Right. I can trust him or her. <laughs> they. they. Yeah. I, yeah. Sorry. Which pronouns do I use? I can trust that energetic. <laughs> we'll say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with that being said, um, one, <laughs> one of the mantras that can work with helping you align your frequency with that higher energetic of truth and coming into the world as a being of light to share truth and share light and share love um, is the Hare Krishna mantra. Everybody knows it. Everybody loves it. And it's... Uh, but just in case you've been yeah. uh, stuck inside a Christian church and haven't gotten out you, of it in the past 200 years. You haven't years. been to an airport or you haven't listened to Krishna Das do its thing, do his <laughs> thing. Um, I'll do a little bit of it if you want to do it as well. Um, yeah, so. you go. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Mm. Yeah, you can do it. You might hear it super fast. If you look it up on Spotify or YouTube or anything, some people do it really quick because they're doing it with a mala mm -hmm. and they want to get all the way around the mala before the sun sets. So... Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, <laughs> Krishna, Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama. Yeah, <laughs> just take the take time. Soak it up. Enjoy those words on your tongue. <laughs> 
And there was um there was a beautiful song in ceremony that Jeremy and I both sat in and they sang it and it had a whole bunch of other English words with it, but this was the, the core part of it. It was Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. And it would repeat, and it was so just peaceful, and it filled the room with this love and light and heart-opening sensation and third-eye-opening sensation and very much helps you tap into something when when you're feeling emotionally distraught or imbalanced or tense um when you're feeling when i was feeling um even like heartbroken and scared or other things that felt like impossible hurdles singing that song helped me step into a place of, okay, I can do this. I can move forward. So you might find that if you sing it, if you repeat it, um, you can help your own energy align with your highest energy. Cause that's all Rama and Krishna wanted to show us was cause he just kept coming mm-hmm. back. Um, like we just keep coming back to save the world all the time, except we're not saving the world because then we're engaging in that oppressive mentality. (laughs) (laughs) We got to save everybody. It's more that we're coming in to share a different path and others can choose to follow. Should they find it? Should they so choose? Yeah. I'd love that, uh, Mm -hmm. that Krishna and Rama are so closely tied to just like the, because both, both of their mantras are very like heart up. You know, it's like you can definitely feel mm-hmm. it in your head and you can feel it in your in your chest. And it's it's fucking beautiful. It is. It really is. I mean, there's there's not a lot of sex that I know of that are still doing, um, you know, uh, matcha and, or like any of the like earlier incarnations of uh, of of uh, Vishnu. So Right. It's, I mean, it obviously also comes back into the, the fact that we are a little more evolved beings, you know, it's mm-hmm. part of, part of, part of the uh-huh. reason why we're here. Part of it. And I think like when we look at that Hindu myth mm-hmm. of Vishnu consistently coming back and every time the world feels like it's about to fall apart, his energy manifests itself. Mm-hmm. And, and this last avatar that's supposed to come feels very, messianic uh, like a messiah type of figure Where you at, and <laughs> and it's that idea of of we are the ones we've been waiting for you are that christ consciousness buddha mm-hmm. vishnu embodiment and all you have to do is flip that light switch and and singing things like that can help you cellularly shift mm-hmm. it can help your body's keys un- unlock all of these different access points um, that you might not have been aware of before and it just like any sanskrit mantra will shift you when you sing it out loud and i know that's intimidating for a lot of people but the second that you open up that throat chakra you're accessing that high point of libra again that air and being able to communicate truth and love and light mm-hmm. And we can all use a little bit more of all of those things. Amen, brother. Yeah. 
Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and wrap this one up because it is almost midnight. Surprisingly, <laughs> yeah, we are past bedtime, yeah. but um, it was good. It was good, and I'm uh, like I said earlier, I've missed doing our sessions together, uh, sans guests. I'm grateful for our guests, but uh, I really miss <laughs> our conversations. So, well, yeah, we're gonna have them at least. One I know, time. at least easily. <laughs> You can always answer your phone when I Shut up, Amy. (laughs) I love you so much. I love you too. (laughs) You too. Bye. Bye.